Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Believe in Betting Chicago. My name is Joy Christopoulos. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Look, BetOnline, it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. They've got all the news, scores, and odds covered for you, and it's the best way to place your bets. And don't forget, it's free to sign up. So head to the website right now, BetOnline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That is only at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Ladies and gentlemen, happy Monday. It's NFL Draft Week. It's only a couple of days away, so I got to bring in a couple of boys of mine. But these are the guys that I watch Bears games with, and unfortunately, I've been watching Bears games over Zoom for the past year or so. So let's go to the Doom Zoom right now. Let's bring back in my Tutty guy and resident fantasy football expert. It's Dave Raspoli. Hello, Dave. Joey, I'm so happy to be drafted first by you. Thank you so much for choosing me, pal. No problem. But wait, hold on. Did it ding, ding, ding. We've got a trade-up situation oh, right now. We're bringing in someone else already. Take that hat off. Put on something different. You might know him from the movie pod series, but right now he's putting on his football cap right now. It's Dan Sanders. Joyce, hello, Dan. Guys, how's it going? Uh, just happy to take the thunder away from Dave Spoli. <laughs> Easy gonna- to do, my friend. <laughs> We're going to be passing the baton for the next 30 to 40 minutes here talking about the Chicago Bears in the NFL draft. That special time of year when Ryan Pace gets into the war room and Bears fans start asking themselves questions like, wait, he just drafted a guy who wasn't a starter? And hold on, isn't that college a pre- predominantly culinary school? That's right. It's time to dive right into it. But let's start here first. Dave, we're going to go to you. We watch all Bears games together, three of us and our good buddy Kyle Moore. We're always watching Bears games. Just talk a little bit about what it was like to watch Bears via Zoom last season. And maybe what do we have uh, in store for ourselves emotionally heading into the NFL draft? Yeah, Joe, I that's (laughs) what it has been like. Okay, (laughs) that's what it's like watching games with your buddies on Zoom. It's constantly. Hold, hold, hold on, I'm so sorry, Dave. You're like five seconds ahead right sorry. now. You just can we sync up? Uh, actually, yeah, I, what are you looking at right now? Are you looking at the Z, uh, the referee's ass? Because I got to pause in the referee's ass. Just time it up to that. My favorite was always like, okay, well, he just got sacked. It's like, well, th- which play? Which play? I mean, you could be five, last five plays. I mean, what are we talking about here? Now go to the one where the bears run for one yard. Just, just find that one. You got to be way more specific, Joey. It was just a lot of, uh, five heads, sometimes just Kyle's feet in the shot. And a lot of us, uh, trying not to react or hearing someone go, Oh no. And then you're like, well, I'm assuming that can't be good. <laughs> He either burned his egos or I think we're a little <laughs> bit in trouble on, on, on Sunday football here. Yeah, Dan, it's, it's, it's funny where we would all get together. I feel like it kind of ran the same course where we all do. Hey, how's it going? We all kind of give like the, the very tepid, but hope, uh, but hopeful uh, COVID's like zoom. Hey, we're doing all right. We're hanging in there. Let's watch some football. We kind of get into it a little bit. We're talking about all the different possibilities of this game Roquan looks good we've said that a whole bunch of times last year but by the end of the game silence uh it gets a pretty morose and it really is just a matter of who's going to leave the zoom first emotionally how was uh watching bears games on zoom with us this past year you know it, to be honest it, it was uh it was kind of the the best and worst of both worlds right because for me i have been by myself this entire pandemic so sundays with you boys were actually like I, I genuinely needed them in my life. And I really looked forward to those days because I got to at least see you guys and interact and talk. Um, unfortunately, it was with the backdrop of the bear season last year, <laughs> having to watch those games um, and genuinely like trying to sync up the, the, the feeds so that we could sort of watch them together, but it never really worked out. And it was always sort of my fault. Like my TV for whatever reason was behind everybody else's. I tried to not care, but it still was always a point of like 10 to 15 minutes worth of discussion in before the game or during the game, trying to sync up those, those moments. I was just gonna say at one point, my wife genuinely said not trolling us. She was just like, 
why don't you guys watch something else together? Like, we would just be so bummed. Like, we'd all get so bummed. She's like, this is the one thing you guys gather for? This is horrible. This is torture. We gather for the pain. We came here for the friendship. We're leaving with the pain. Yeah, and then the very end is just like, oh, fuck it. I'm getting off this Zoom. I'll see you boys later. And it's just like one by one, we slowly drop like flies. And now we're heading towards an NFL draft. I don't know if I want to say the season has been born anew. I mean, Andy Dalton is now our quarterback. But, you know, we're headed. Okay, all right. But we're, now, so now we're heading towards an NFL draft. Of the, Bears, uh, the Bears selected number 20. And we've watched NFL drafts together before previously i think the last one i mean were we all dave dan were you with us for mitch trubisky 2017 i was definitely with dave i was i i was actually at work but we were i was being a very bad employee and was on the text chain with you boys i mean so it was basically like we were there yeah and this is just it's just a different version of uh anxiety of what they're going to do and what exactly is going to happen i mean Dave, just get us started here. What are your first blush emotions and thoughts heading to the NFL draft of what you think the Bears are going to do? Because there's tons of rumors out there. I don't know specifics. I'll just say shock us, <laughs> which is something I feel I feel like that's the easiest bet to make is what, what are the Bears going to do? They're going to shock us every year, no matter what it is. Our jaws are on the floor. I just think they're going to make a choice where we're going to hear, you know, Kuiper or someone say, he's not on my board. (laughs) (laughs) Kuiper goes, hold on one second. I'm going to have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they don't even have the B-roll. You know how they have like their highlight reel? Like they don't even have one. It's just like a shadow figure and they're putting up his height and age and stuff. Oh, boy. Can we find the graphic? I'm looking for it. I'm looking for it. It's a bit of a reach, but I like the pick. Uh, Dan, in your opinion, what would I, 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 Dan, and Dave, you're right, man. This could totally happen. Dan, in, one, in your opinion, what would shock you? Like, what would be something that would shock you? How high up in the draft or how much draft capital or what would shock you? Yeah, you know, to be completely honest with the Bears, I don't know that anything will shock me in a draft, right? Like everything that they do every year when we are shocked is at this point, I'm sort of like, okay, I'm I'm shocked but not surprised I guess um there's a couple of options that I've seen floating out there that I think are a little tasty if you don't mind me getting into those real quick yeah yeah divulge Uh, so uh the first one that I've heard that I'm not really into is Bears trading up to get that fourth pick from the Falcons giving the Falcons uh our 20th pick and a third rounder this year and then two first rounders the next two years which I think is too it's too rich for my blood that fourth pick you know, at that point, theoretically, every uh, Justin Fields could still be there, but like, uh, you know, uh, they'll still be one of those top prospects at that fourth pick, right? For sure. But I think they'll also drop down further and we can get more bang for our buck. I do like this trade with the Panthers to get the eighth pick. Uh, Panthers get the 20th and a third rounder and then a second and fourth rounders next year. Um, I'm not, I, I'm into that. I also really like this. this possible trade to get the 13th pick from the chargers. We just give up a second and fourth rounder for next year. I think that there's some real talent that can drop down to that 13th pick, including one of those top four QB prospects. Yeah, those are, so I I'm in a complete agreement with you because I've said this on previous pods and I'm going to say it again. Everyone talks about Ryan Pace and has, he has this conviction, right? And he just goes up and he does what he wants. Well, conviction with boundaries, right? And the boundary for me is no first round draft capital one, because I'm skeptical of the guy that's trading off that capital Two, we're buying in on a quarterback that we're not hundred percent sure. And in that Falcon situation, that'd be the fourth quarterback off the board. And then number three, two as well. I still sort of think if you want to keep the Russell Wilson thing, a, a, a possibility, I don't want to say reality possibility. You're going to have to hold on to those bullets for next year in the off season. When you do try and make that move again, Dave, let me ask you, Fantasy football, right? This is what we're talking about here. Are you going to let the board play you or are you going to play the board? Now, per Dan's like scenarios, right? What if one of those guys falls to that 8, 10, 11, 12, 13 area? Like, you know, now you're talking, but, you know, in your opinion, is that pick moving up to four? Is that too rich for you? Because that's too rich for me. It's really rich, Joey. Moving up in the top 
seven, we'll say, because I do like where Dan's at with the Panthers pick is too rich. And we just have to ask ourselves before we even go into this draft, what are we trying to do? This is, this is the fork in the road, because if it's a full rebuild, then I believe that there are five quarterback prospects. Do we have the ability to develop those five right now? I would say no. So therefore, we should just be kind of trying to piece together the other parts of our team that need repairing. Whether that be in our secondary, the O-line, eventually the defense is going to turn over. Like all those things I think are worth repairing. Wide receiver. Slot receiver. Slot receiver, yeah. All those (laughs) things, tasty. Lots, lots of options in the draft and lots of those options we can just remain at 20 and get. Maybe they have their eye on one of these quarterbacks. Look, I'm not a quarterback. I'm not a quarterback coach. I don't know how to assess quarterbacks other than with these two eyes which i wear glasses for i've watched them all there are some i like more than others but i think all of them have warts right this i don't think there's a deshaun watson in this class i don't even think it's trevor lawrence if i'm being honest i don't think this is andrew luck this is none of them are sure things so it's a gamble it's a really really big gamble it's it's almost like we're going out trying to buy like a really, really fancy sports car when we live in Los Angeles and we can't take it out on the highway. We can't open it up. We don't even have a garage. It's just going to like sit out there and rot. No, thanks. I, I, I'd be very wary of it. You can't buy a beautiful house and, you know, then the pipes and the toilet don't work. You know what I mean? It, it kind of defeats the purpose a little bit. And, and I'm in agreement with you. And Dan, I want you to weigh into as well, where I think we're at the point where you mentioned the thing of developing a quarterback, which I think we have healthy skepticism that's very justified to have about this regime and even Matt Nagy to this point too as well. It's almost to the point where think of other sports, and I'm trying to make this analogy to the NBA right now. The Bears need to become a place that is attractive to a franchise quarterback. The, it, the days of maybe going out and finding him and developing him, they might have come and passed with this particular regime. So if we're going to deal with Pace and Nagy for right now, because they are a general manager and our head coach, it's not changing this year. Maybe it changes next year, but not for right now. We need to create an environment where it looks as attractive to outside forces of those franchise quarterbacks that want to come into play. You know, Dan, Dan, weigh in on that. And what kind of moves do you want to see them make? You know, do you want them to move up for that quarterback? Or do you want to have them do what Dan, Dave is saying, kind of build from within? I think we should stay at 20. I would be cool if they moved up to eight or 13. If uh, uh, Justin Fields, I like Justin Fields. If Justin Fields drops down to 13, I say make that move and let's get him. Because I, I, I think that he's like, he's got a big, strong arm. He needs a lot of work in the pocket. I get that. But the ceiling is really high with this kid. I mean, 2019, he, he had 238 completions out of 354 attempts with, over 3,000 yards, 41 touchdowns, uh, 13, almost 14 yards after you know uh, after a catch. If he's there at 13, I say make that call. If not, I agree with Dave. Like we've got some glaring holes in our O line. We need to we need to uh, beef up. Uh, we've got we've got to figure out a slot receiver, and our secondary is depleted too. And there's some decent cornerbacks out there, and uh, that can go that can go in that 20 spot. What I am terrified of is at the 20 us taking somebody like davis mills because it is perfect fucking bears so uh, pace history it's exactly what we always do top rated high school prospect got injured in college has limited tape looks exactly like a bears quarterback i'm terrified that we're going to take davis mills in that 20 spot yeah i'm looking at davis mills and like he kind of looks a little bit like matt ryan but everything else pretty much scares me he's got a knee brace on he didn't play a bunch of starts he didn't throw a bunch of touchdowns in that span and threw way too many interceptions the whole part really scares me in terms of justin fields dude i'm with you man the guy is six five he plays for he played for ohio state so you know he played in the cold a little bit he absolutely torched clemson like every time i was like hey let's see once he got on a roll he just kept throwing bombs and bombs and bombs all over the field. And, you know, I mean, he, they had some weapons on Ohio State, but he was really making it happen. And I remember I did a pod earlier um, with a guy from the Big Ten. We were rolling stats out. We were about halfway through the year. And there was at a point where Justin Fields hadn't thrown an incompletion in the first quarter of games up until that point. So 
to Bears fans, you know, getting off to a nice start is always something that we consider for sure. And yeah, there's something about him that is he there's tan, there's a tantalizing quality and every single year, right? One of these guys surprises and is a lot better than everyone thinks they are. And there's all that, all those numbers and stats out there right now about how Trevor Lawrence has a 50% chance of being the best quarterback in that draft. And that's not a great odd, right? And Justin Fields was the number two for forever. And now he feels like the number three, number four afterthought. Dave, in terms of Justin Fields or maybe some of the other guys, Mac Jones, Trey Lance, Zach Wilson. I tell you what, Joey, I've gone full circle almost from, from uh, I, I can't stand the guy to maybe you were onto something. And I think he might be the best quarterback out of this, uh, out of this bunch. I think Mac Jones is, I think we're seeing something in the NFL. Okay. The Kyler Murray's the, the Russ Wilson's they're super athletic. They can run around. They can, they can extend plays, but the guys with rings stand in the pocket and can throw the ball on time to a place that's to me, that's the NFL trait that I'm looking for in a college player. And to me, Mac Jones is that guy. I think Justin Fields has a lot of those qualities. Any Ohio State quarterback makes me a little nervous based on the history right now with Dwayne, Hack Dwayne Haskins, Cardell Jones, Tyrell Pryor. Keep going back. Troy Smith. It, it goes on for a while. Not the best history there. On the other hand, Mac Jones, like he just, I think he's more athletic than people are giving him credit for. And he's a guy who's creeping up. Vegas now has him as the odds favorite to get picked at three. Shanahan, Mac Jones, I think that's a pretty, he, he's like a better J Jimmy Garoppolo in my eyes with a little bit more mobility. So I don't think we get to sniff at him. And then if we're talking about guys with ceilings, I think there is no larger ceiling with the risk. I, I think the, the uh, lowest floor, highest ceiling is Trey Lance. This is a guy who's an athletic freak. This dude is way bigger than I thought he was. His pro day was extremely impressive. But again, we don't know what this guy is. For the Bears, no thank you. But mark my words, if Trey Lance lands in a, say, Patriots, somewhere like that where they know what they're doing with quarterbacks, watch out. I think, I think those are two guys that are extremely impressive. And they're kind of the X factors of the draft, I think. Wherever Mac Jones and Trey Lance land, the dominoes are going to start to fall because we may have five quarterbacks selected in the first eight picks. I mean, other than Cincy, Miami, are we sure that the Falcons don't take a quarterback? I yeah, mean, the Lions, are, the Panthers. I talked to Panthers people, and they're like, they 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 co totally wrap their head around them double dipping, even though of they course. do have. Donald, yeah, not, not all of these people are in the same position the Bears are sitting with a old veteran or bust kind of mentality, have to get a quarterback for the next couple of years. Matty Ice is done after next year. We know that. Like, all these teams have to rebuild. We're all searching for the same thing, which is why we should be zigging when everyone else is zagging. Like, this is the year to do that. Just like, you know, we all play fantasy football. Everyone's going to be running back hungry. And at the end of that first round, if you're, you're the guy who's like, well, I guess I'll take DeAndre Hopkins, you know, like this is the year to like, I guess the wide receivers are probably going to fall if that happens. So, yeah, I just wanted to say uh, about Trey Lance. Here's, here's the thing that I really like about Trey Lance. He's my number two. I, I like Justin Fields a whole lot, um, but Trey Lance, I think is my number two out of these quarterbacks because Trevor Lawrence is going to be gone. Everybody told Trey Lance that he couldn't be a quarterback. And there's something about that when they become quarterbacks and they have sort of like a decent ride in college, that there's something about that mentality that they come into the into the pros and they they usually do pretty well. I think Trey Lance is going to do really well. You cannot deny what he did in 2019, 28 touchdowns, zero interceptions, and an undefeated record. I mean, you're right, Dave. The kid is a freak of nature as an athlete. And how sad is it that, that Dave is also completely correct where the bears can't draft a guy like that because of past mistakes, because of what the coaching staff or what the general manager now are being forced to, you know, put up or shut up type thing. Like, can they roll the dice on a guy like that? And even more importantly, could you move up in the draft, which you're going to have to do 
and and trade. I mean, w- could they trade first round draft capital to take that type of risk on, on Trey Lance? And then we all can agree that he needs development, right? Are those the right guys that are going to be able to develop him? I do want to pivot and ask you guys. I'm starting to get really sick. Like the Mac Jones thing is super funny to me because when all this first started, the first NFL mock drafts came out, Mac Jones was going to the Chicago Bears at number 20. And now the, the 49ers have moved all the way up to number three, and it looks like that they're going to take him. And I just want to like kind of walk through this whole narrative of Mac Jones was getting dinged because as you said, he wasn't athletic enough and he couldn't run the ball, move outside the pocket. Can I just ask a question? Why, why is that? Why is that super important? Now, look, I get it. Like you've got guys like Mar Jackson in the league. You know what I mean? You've got guys like Josh Allen, you've got, you know, dudes that can do a little bit of both. Right. But the last time I checked, those dudes weren't in super bowls. And also you're constantly always worried. And we saw it with Mitch Trubisky. Wow. He can get outside on the pocket. Look at him. He can use his legs. Well, guess what? The dude got hurt. Right. And you got to protect the quarterback at all times. Now, I don't think Mac Jones is like a dude that can't run at all. I'm sure you could pick up a couple yards here and there, but I just don't understand this whole thing of like, they have to have this multi-dimensional. They have to be able to run the football. I personally don't really want my quarterback running the ball. If the quarterback is running the ball all the time, I think there's something wrong, right? I mean, to evade a blitz and pick up a first down every once in a while is one thing. Patrick Mahomes can do that. Aaron Rodgers can do that. But I don't think we want Patrick Mahomes running the football six, seven, eight times a game. Dave, hop in. I completely agree with you, Joey. And I was the guy who was knocking him in, in the beginning. It's like, well, I don't want another Nick Foles because that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking a statue back there. Well, that's Kyle but Trask, sure. but yeah. Yeah, oh, for sure. But I, I agree with you. I mean, when Aaron Rodgers was drafted, he wasn't a, a dual threat quarterback. Like, We've all seen the RG3s come and go, Lamar Jackson's tough, tough second season. It just takes one year of tape and people start to figure it out how to contain the quarterback. I think why people like that. And this is again, talking about a large variety of people who want headlines and clicks and and people to read their articles is because they feel that that is exciting. That that is what makes it more exciting and, and teams want it to be exciting, but look, tell me the Cardinals record two years of a super exciting coach pinned with a super exciting, elusive running back hybrid quarterback. And then look at who's getting his, 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 how many rings does he have? Uh, you know, the, the, and the he was banged, child for he was banged up. He was banged up. They didn't make the playoffs because the dude was banged up by the end of the year because he had to run the football so many times. Yeah. That's why I think I I've really come around and Joe, you were absolutely right. And I was wrong in that scenario. Uh, this is a guy who stands in the pocket his throws are perfectly on time. He makes pro throws. And that's what I think what you should be looking for. Uh, someone who's just going to be in the pocket. And honestly, I think that's why Shanahan is all over this guy. I think, yes, like a Trey Lance sounds exciting and, 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 and a Justin Fields. Um, you know, I, I just think Mac Jones, eventually, when, when, when the first mock drafts come out, it's all just hearsay. It's all just like, let's, let's make crazy ideas and, and whatever. But I think now that the uh, scouts, what they actually think is catching up with like reality, I think we're, that's why we're seeing Vegas catch on and go, actually, I think Mac Jones is going to be the third quarterback off the board because he's an NFL ready quarterback. He's a plug and play quarterback. I don't know if you can even say that about Justin Fields at this point where week one out of all of these guys, maybe outside of Trevor Lawrence, who, who would I take as the starter week one? I think it's Mac Jones. And then you got to think what team is, is probably in that mindset of like, we need, you know, Broncos come to mind. Panthers definitely come to mind. Like week one, it's like skeletons in the closet, you know, like who, who do you want as your starter? Dan, let's flip it over to some of the second tier guys. Let me phrase it to you like this. If you're, if you're a team like the Chicago bears with Andy Dalton, he's on a one-year deal. It's not a long-term fix. Let's say you stay at 20. You don't move up. All those, those five quarterbacks are gone. That second tier group of guys. Are you of the mindset or philosophy that it is worth maybe taking a stab at, the Davis Mills, Jamie Newman, Kyle Trask, Kellen Mond guys in the second, third, fourth round, or you just feel like that that is maybe trying to satiate some sort of, you know, clamor for a quarterback. I mean, does that really move the needle for you if they did that? No, listen, if we, if we stay at 20 and none of those 
I think four guys drop, um, then I, here's here's my list of what I would love to see happen. Uh, and I, I, I go offensive line first. I think that's the first thing we need to take care of. Wide receiver and then cornerback. And my first offensive lineman is Tevin Jenkins, 6'6", 317 pounds. Boy, is mean and nasty, and he's got good footwork, and he would be an immediate impact on our team. I think Elijah Vera Tucker is the next best uh, option on this list for an offensive lineman. He can play, he can play guard and tackle, um, picks up blitz as well. He's a little smaller. He's 6'4", 308, but he's still, he's going he's gonna to also be an immediate impact player. Um, you know, wide receivers, listen, Rashad Bateman is getting a lot of buzz, uh, especially around the Bears from what I've been reading, because he looks like Allen Robinson. Uh, and he plays a little bit like Allen Robinson. I think that's cool, but we don't need another Allen Robinson right now. We desperately need a slot receiver. Desperately, desperately need a legit slot receiver. Anthony Miller's just not doing it. Um, uh, but you can't deny Bateman at 1,200 yards, 11 touchdowns, 60 catches in 2019. And in five games in, 22, in 2020, averaged 94.4 yards per game as well. I also really like Kadarius Toney. Um, 20, uh, 29, I'm sorry, 2020, he had 984 yards, 10 touchdowns and 70 catches. He's explosive. I think you could actually fit him in, even though he's a little streaky, I think you could play him in the slot and he could actually become a little bit more of a slot guy. Um, cornerbacks. I, I really like Caleb Farley. He's a, he's a hokey. He was the number one cornerback on the, on the list as far as his uh, medicals are dragging him down. Yeah. Yeah, but this injury, this injury to him, yeah, exactly. He's tumbled down, and I think he could land, uh, end up at number 20. Um, I would take Caleb Farley, and then if he's not there and we got to go quarter, uh, quarterback, I'd take Greg Newsom the second. You know, we're so desperate to figure out the quarterback position. It's almost like we have to do something. Well, no, we don't. I'm looking at this draft right now from the Bears' perspective. I think the depth at offensive line and wide receiver right now I think is really interesting, where I think that we could get two pieces that we like a whole lot. It just depends on which – ones we want to go with first i mean even if we go wide receiver at 20 the 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 danny raddins and all that stuff there's still some guys some offensive linemen guys in that second round that you can get and probably be pretty happy with you know dave as you're looking at this just off the top are, are you interested in the kyle trask the kelamans of the world and and if not you know talk a little bit about the depth of offensive line wide receiver in this draft and maybe which one you'd probably prefer the bears try to hit first it would make me so upset if we drafted a quarterback who on day one is worse than Andy Dalton, like that would be very upsetting. Everybody you just named, they would get drafted and instantly become the second best quarterback on our team. That's, that's not a good thing, Joey. Well, hold on. Nick Foles is Nick Foles just uh, woke up from his nap and said, well, he's not going to be on the team. He's not going to be on the team. Look, I, <laughs> All the guys Dan just listed, they're they're right at the top of my list. Um, absolutely. The, there's so many beasts in this draft that are going to be around 20. Christian Derrishaw is another guy I like out of Virginia Tech. Very versatile. Can play anywhere on our O-line. And we don't know what's going to happen with the Panays and the Rashawn Slaters. Maybe they fall with all of this quarterback mix-up. Maybe we one of them falls and that's why we end up moving up. Wouldn't be too mad at that to have a do we're going to have for years and years and years. I mean, that's the beauty of an O-line is like these, these guys are, are, are can, can be staples of our offense for years and years to come. And, and there's, there's, there's one linebacker who I'm like, okay, highest graded run defender by PFF in years. Mika Parsons out of Penn state. We saw what happened when when Hicks is gone, what happens to our run defense. That's definitely another hole if he's the one name out there. Let's take a quick break to talk about our brand new sponsor, Canon Sunglasses. Now, my sunglass history, it's a little checkered. I like to live a funky, fresh lifestyle, but I'm always breaking my sunglasses or I'm buying that $10 cheap pair and then losing them automatically. Well, no more, I say. It is time to make your outdoor experience better with Canon. Canon sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity. They're made with Japanese optics that make your lenses clearer, lighter, stronger, 
and Italian handcrafted frames that are impossible to scratch. And let me tell you, these Canon sunglasses, they are absolutely perfect for the golf course. So use the exclusive code CANONCAST15 at canon.com to receive 15% off your first pair. That's right, CANONCAST15, K-A-E-N-O-N-C-A-S-T-1-5, Canon, clearly better. Let's take a quick break to talk about our brand new sponsor, Just Live, a trusted source for high-quality wellness CBD products created by athletes just for you. Now, look, during this crazy time, maybe you're trying to get more sleep. Maybe you're trying to work on your energy. You're trying to protect your immune system. That's why Just Live came out with their brand new CBD gummy line. They have six different flavors, sleep, energy, focus, immunity, calm, and vitamin C. They're vegan and low sugar, plus they're founded by professional athletes, Clay Thompson, Alex Morgan. Travis Pastrana and Paul Rodriguez because they wanted to create a CBD product that they could trust and they could stand behind. It is finally here. So if you need support with sleep, focus, energy, stress, or immune health, I highly recommend giving these a try. And right now, if you buy one of their new gummy products, you get one free. That's right. There are six different benefits to choose from. Instead of just choosing one, visit justlive.com and use code support to buy one, get one free. That's right. Buy one, get one free of the new gummies in line with the code support at justlive.com. Now back to the pod. But Dan, you said it, slot receivers. And this is a great year for slot receivers because I feel like there's like 10 different Curtis Samuel types in this yeah. draft. Dude, the Tyler Lockett vibes. Yeah, let's and get they're... into it. Let's get into it, man. Start throwing. Let's start throwing out some guys that we like because we do this every year and we just kind of come fall in love. We, uh, we used to call it untidy guys, mantises, just dudes that we kind of have crushes on that no matter what team they're going to end up on. We think that these guys are going to be really fun to either own in fantasy or just watch on NFL Sundays. Two years ago, and and you guys know this, two years ago, I fell in love with DK Metcalf. He took his shirt off and I swooned. Uh, That worked out all right. Last year, my favorite one that I was obsessed with was Chase Claypool. Obsessed with Chase Claypool. That's all I wanted in the galaxy was that the Bears had drafted him and he went to the Steelers and lo and behold. Dave, go first and then Dan. Just talk about some of the guys. We've been watching some of these wide receivers now. Just some of these guys that got you, uh, that are on your radar, that would say, ooh, I, I think this dude's going to be successful. I'm going to say more squared. Give me more mores. Elijah Moore and Rondell Moore. I think they're both Curtis Samuel clones, Tyler Lockett, whoever you want to comp them to. They are lightning fast, but they both have great rates of contested catches. Like these guys are, are tiny. They're in the five, nine range, but they are not like, they, they, they got Steve Smith in them. You know, they go up and they get the ball. Those are two guys who I immediately think could produce for us, could immediately. I mean, to me, these are like who I thought Anthony Miller might be for us. These are guys who are great route runners. They're high graded and PFF. I think they're going to be there. And I think or like a Rondale Moore could be there in the second round. These are guys that might start to fall as other people are starting to shore up these cornerbacks and their defense. And if we're talking about a man to see though, Joey, for me, Terrace Marshall, six, four sec contested catch after catch after catch. I mean, it's been a while since we've had a, a, a big boy who can just, you know, the new Alshon. Yeah. You're talking about DKs, the, the chase Claypools. It's like this guy kind of fits that archetype. Those are three names. I am all over this draft. Yeah, Elijah Moore rumored, I think, to go to like the Packers and the Buccaneers at the end of the first round. So just watch out for that, Bears fans. Uh, if that goes down, especially with Green Bay, I'm with you, man. My guy's Rondale Moore. Uh, I started watching this dude. And let me just say this right now. So if you go to NFL.com, the player comp for Elijah Moore is Antonio Brown. The player comp for Rondale Moore is Tyler Lockett. Uh, those are two guys I think have been on our fantasy teams and, and have done pretty well from themselves. Dude, Rondale Moore. Dude's incredible, man. He's jacked. You just ran a 4-2-9-40. When you watch him, and when you watch him on the field, he's literally running over guys. He just has that first step, that Devin Hester speed on that first step that I just haven't seen from a lot of these other guys that I'm watching them right now. And then you go down to, like, the little stuff that the scouts say about him. And, Dave, you hit it right on the head. Dude's a baller. He gives a shit. He likes to put his nose in the middle of it. He's got the grit and grind that you want. So it's not just like the, the, the talent that he clearly has, but it's also like, it's that fire that's coming inside. Dan, uh, hop in. Listen, the only thing that I worry about with Rondell Moore is he is a little tiny. He's right? five, seven, he's five, seven, you're 80 pounds. Um, yeah, and can you have Tariq and Rondell Moore on the field at the same time? That's, that's, that's a really good, that's a really good question. 
that's pretty tall. <laughs> you go, eh, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's, it's pretty good. It's a whole inch taller. Here's here. Uh, I don't know. He's not going to drop, but I really like Jalen Waddle. Uh, and we want to talk about slot receivers. I mean, this guy, this guy is a, a thorough slot receiver. He's Anquan uh, Bolden. He's totally Anquan Bolden. That's a yeah. great comp, Dave. Not mine. Uh, NFL.com's, but uh, fair enough. Fair on enough. the money. But I, I, I love that kid. Um, other than that, I, I agree with you, Dave. Terrace Marshall, I think, would be awesome. You know, he took over for Justin Jefferson down at LSU. He had 23 touchdowns and 94, uh, 94 catches over the past two seasons. I like those kinds of numbers. Baby, give me 10 touchdowns from, from Terrace Marshall in the slot. Give it to me uh, next year, right? Yeah, I see I see Marshall and Bateman, and I'm definitely thinking, is this like the next version of a Justin Jefferson who comes into an offense and can really make something happen? And let's be honest, Bears fans, I mean, these guys aren't necessarily dudes that we have to take at 20. A couple of these guys are probably going to make it in that second round. And I've mentioned this before. I think everyone keeps talking about, are the Bears going to trade up for a quarterback? Are the Bears going to trade up into the top 10? Trade up, trade up, trade up. I'm just saying, don't be surprised if we stay at 20 and then the trade up comes with the next pick and we either trade back into the first round or we go from 52 and maybe we get back into the thirties. And then guess what? Now we're looking at a lot of these guys here. And maybe that could be something that I don't know if bears fans are really kind of looking at right now. Everyone keeps thinking trade up, but it might not be the pick that you think it might not how, be the round that you think. How many uh, six round picks do we have again, Joe? We have four, we have four, six round picks. So gloom yeah, to, gloom together, ship them off, you know, uh, 2023 third or fourth rounder, get back in the first round, scoop up an O lineman, scoop up one of these whiteouts we're talking about all of a sudden. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm dusting off the old Forte Jersey. I'm putting it back on. I'm excited again. We're not, we're not, we're not dusting off the Matt Forte Jersey after what he said uh, in, about Ohio, the Ohio shootings, but. Um, oh, I didn't, I didn't hear. Forte, Forte says, Forte is saying a lot of things. Forte is saying a lot of things. Okay. Uh, all right. My Devin Hester. Is he okay? okay? There you go, there Marshall? You go. No, him? No, either. Don't get me started on Ditka. Uh. <laughs> if that does go back though, to what I think Joey was talking about in the beginning, like if we get these pieces, are we attractive to these other like potentially what's the word I'm looking for? Jesus. Well, franchise, um, franchise, franchise quarterbacks, quarterbacks. Yeah. franchise quarterbacks. Are we becoming attractive to those franchise players that we could bring in and be our Aaron Rodgers, be our dad, be our Dak, you know, be our Drew Brees. We've never had that in Chicago, <laughs> you know, the, the well, actual Aaron Rodgers may be available. I know no I know, one wants was, to hear that. No one ever to wants to hear that, that too. But everyone's going to go. I can't believe it. Well, I mean, I guess uh, if he's got to play for us, that's not too bad. But like, do we want? Do we want a? How old is Aaron Rodgers now? Thirty. He's he's our age, right? He's we do. We do. Yeah, Dan. Yeah, we do. yeah, we do. We want that age. It's a great age, Dan. It's a great age to be. It's a great age to play. It's a great age to root for. And yeah, I, I think we're all in agreement in that the 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 veteran quarterback who who's already out there doing it, who might be on the trading block in a year or two is going to benefit the bears more than a prospect who is a dice roll, who is a lottery ticket, who we have to develop. I don't know if we're fit for that. I don't know who our coach is going to be at, at in two years. I don't know who our GM is going to be maybe at that time, you know, like there's, there's the Spencer Rattlers who are just, you know, a year or two away from entering the NFL. They'll always be there. And I think as Bears fans, I think what we really need to hope for is, and also, I think we're also obscuring a couple of positives too as well, where I think what we're saying in those first couple of rounds is we really need to evaluate and acknowledge value at the moment, right? So let's just say in the first round, we do that offensive lineman. Second round, you know, maybe we do get that cornerback. I know we just re-signed uh, Tayshawn Gibson, so he's going to be the starting safety. Maybe you could look in the secondary too as well. But keep in mind, if we're not necessarily getting that wide receiver that we're talking about right now, Ryan Pace, to his credit, in the third, fourth, fifth rounds of drafts, has found, has found some very interesting offensive pieces. Tariq Cohen and Darnell Mooney are the two most recent examples. of, and, and I'm hoping that they can at least look at that and be like, you know, we do some of our best work later in the draft. We can't screw up the front end of the draft. And that is something that they've done 
countless times from Adam Shaheen to trading up for Anthony Miller. Granted, we haven't had first round picks the last couple White. years. Kevin White. I mean, the list sort of goes on and on and on. And that's the thing that I really hope that they kind of focus in on. Now, in third or fourth round, let's just say there's a guy like a Kellen Mond available and we take him. Then I'm probably not going to be very upset because I'm going to like that value. And by the way, honestly, out of all those second tier guys, I kind of like Kellen Mond the most. Just watching him, there's two things that I like a whole lot. And I learned this from Dak Prescott, where I I remember watching Dak Prescott when he first, like in preseason, he first got the starting job. And I was watching him and the dude's like on the balls of his feet, like a boxer. I just like love Dak Prescott's feet. He always seems to be never like on balance or stiff. I always felt like Mitch sometimes would get back there and his legs would almost kind of lock up. And then he would, un- and then he would un- like, I never liked that. Kellen mom's got a little bit of that bounce. Now he's also like kind of a little stiff when he moves around, which is kind of like strange, but I think you can kind of coach people out of that. And there's some downfield accuracy issues and all that stuff that kind of gives me Mitch Trubisky trauma. But the other one that I like a whole lot is I was reading, and I think it was also Chris Sims has him Kellen Mond number four ahead of Trey Lance. And he said what he likes about Kellen Mond the most and bears fans should love this is that the dude last year played in reality. Now, when we're talking about like a guy like Kyle Trask or Mac Jones, the easy knock is Mac Jones. Well, he was thrown to Devonte Smith and he's on Alabama and everything's easy to him. And they're always kicking people's ass. Kyle Trask, same thing, throwing to Kyle Pitts, throwing to Kadarius, Tony, super easy. Kellen Mond was living in the shit, right? Like his offensive line wasn't very good. He was dealing with like running for his life at times, having to make plays. He was losing in games and had to try and bring his team back into the fray. Like this sounds like Chicago bears football to me. And I think if there's anybody that would ever be prepared to step into a real life situation, like the NFL, it sounds like Kellen Mond's kind of already gone through some of those battles a little bit. Like nothing's going to kind of shake him. Like I'm, I'm curious to see, when Zach Wilson's getting his head beat in on the Jets, but you know, 35 to three, how he reacts and how Kellen Mond, I think, has responded to some of that stuff is what I probably like the most about him. Dan Huppen. Yeah, I was just going to say uh, there's a lot of teams that are looking at Kellen Mond right now. A lot of rumors are going around. Rams uh, are sort of like tiptoeing around them a little bit. Patriots, he would check a lot of boxes for. The Texans are looking at him. Ooh, you had me until you said the Texans. I was like, ooh, these are some pretty good franchises here. And then you kind of oh, Yeah, 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 for sure. But I'm just saying, and the Broncos. I, apparently, all of these guys are sort of looking in at uh, at Kellen Mond. Here's a question for you, Joey, since this is a, uh, a betting website. Who goes first, Davis Mills or Kellen Mond in this draft? That's a prop bet you can put out right now. I would have to say Davis Mills right now, just based on the hype, but I would take Kellen Mond first. Uh, Dave, hop in real quick. What we keep repeating over and over and what it boils down to is at the right price. Every, I think everyone in this draft, I would appreciate on the bears that we've mentioned so far. If the price is right, Kellen Mond, third, third round price. Very happy with that. Second round price. Got a little agita first round price vomiting uncontrollably you know so it's just it's just gonna be like you know we should just literally go into the draft going we have six or seven needs and we're just gonna find the best available player when the time comes along and just go oh does one of those fit one of these needs great let's just take let's get all the let's milk all the value let's not have mel kuyper have to go deep into his notes once you know let's just the b-roll's ready because it was literally the guy that they recommended we draft and we did it and it worked out you know and it's definitely one of those things where uh the bears fan is like just got out of like a really long relationship and we're trying to get it back out there and date again. And we just don't want to come off as desperate. I would take Davis mills probably in the third or fourth round. But as you mentioned, Dan taking him at 20, uh, you know, I think I'm calling an Uber and going home early just cause I can't, I can't take the embarrassment any yeah. further. Like, and I just don't think we want to be a national punchline. And unfortunately I think the Chicago bears have been in the headlines more than normal for a mediocre team than they probably deserve because of, because of that said punchline. Gentlemen, we're gonna get you out of here with a really fun game. Just gonna do a quick little lightning round here. I wanna got I want you guys to put yourself in the shoes of these NFL prospects here. And look, we're trying to have a good time here. So complete caveat. Let's just imagine everything is a normal circumstance. You know, 2019 and previous. You know, there's a draft room, there's pomp and there's circumstance. So I just want to get an idea of getting your heads of how you guys would go about your NFL draft. You got invited. It looks like you're gonna be a top 20 pick. 
the first one we're going to start off with is is the attire. I think the fashion is a huge thing for a lot of these drafts, not just the NFL draft, any draft. So, Dave, you're going to go first. Just walk us through a little bit. You know, what are you wearing in that green room? You know, what are the threads? What are you dressing up as? What are you, what are you going with? Well, I'm going to be having a giant uh, Ric Flair-esque robe, like with, with a boa. And then when they call my name, the robe is going to come off me. I may have like someone who, who comes on kneels and takes it off me, kind of <laughs> like James Brown. And then underneath, I'm going to be wearing what Eddie, Mor- Eddie Murphy wore in Delirious. Just like the, the red, you mean like the red yeah. fire suit? The ho- <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, skin tight. Uh, I want them to see exactly what they drafted. Uh, follow up then. What's the walk up music? Let's just hit it now. What are you what are you walking up to the podium? The Well, I, I want them to know that they made the right choice. So I'm going to go with an old classic by Ray Charles. You got the right one, baby. <laughs> and that may also help to get me. A are Pepsi you mouthing sponsorship. the uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> And I'm high five along the way and I'm pointing at, at all the other teams like, no, 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 you didn't. But they did. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's great. That's a deep cut. And maybe crack a Diet Pepsi when you get up there, too, for some synergy. May, may lead to a sponsorship. Uh, Dan, I know you're going to bring it on this one. What are you wearing uh, when your name gets called in the draft room? Listen, I'm paying homage to uh, what might be the best dress draft class of all time, and that's the 2002 NBA draft class with uh, people like Kirk Heinrich, um, Dwayne Wade, LeBron James. Then they were all dressed in what seems to be a talking heads, like boxy suit. The suits are way too big for everybody. (laughs) The pants are super baggy. I mean, I'm looking at Kirk Heinrich right now, and it looks like he borrowed a suit from his dead grandfather, who is like 300 pounds heavier than he was. Shoulder pads for days. It meant a lot to Pappy Heinrich. Totally, totally, totally. I'm also, I don't care who drafts me. I'm painting my face uh, blue and orange. Um, and I'm wearing 51 across my chest. Uh, regardless, I don't care who drafts me. And I'm going to give us a little inside joke for what I'm coming up to, my, my theme music. It's show me that smile. Oh, show me that that smile. smile. Uh, (laughs) Yes. I'm I'm playing that. And I am uh, talking to the guy who plays the music. And for everybody after me who gets drafted, they're also walking up to that song. (laughs) The the song, I believe, is as long as we have each other. It is the Growing Pains theme song. Parentheses, Sha-na-na-na, I think is also (laughs) the the finish off of the title there. I did, I did think for a second you were going to go 9.95 from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles soundtrack. Dave, also, that would have been that would have been pretty dope. Super deep cut. Been pretty dope. That's a pretty good walk up one, too, as well. <laughs> Dan, I love that you want the NBA because I was going to go the NBA, too, as well, where I was going to do Joakim Noah's seersucker, the white seersucker. Something you wear yeah. once. Yeah, you wear it once. You never wear it again, and you completely stand out. You wear it again. Maybe you wear it again. Listen, not, not know, after Labor Day. What are we doing know, here? What are we heathens? You don't know if you're going to be on a riverboat going up the, the Mississippi playing some cards someday. You, you're going to you might need that linen suit. That's true. And so uh, I did think of walk-up music as a joke because um, the song makes me laugh. I'm sorry if people like this song. I just find it really cheesy. The, the, the This Is Me song. Uh, this is me uh, the, from the greatest showman on earth. Uh, I thought that was a, that might've been a fun choice, yeah. uh, but I also did ecstasy of gold, uh, the Metallica intro too, as well. Cause by the time you get up the steps and you're like hugging Goodell and everything, I think it probably really gets into the chimes and I'm all about donging the chimes on that one. Um, let's get into one more here. You're up there. You just hug Goodell. They go up to you and they'd say, you know, I'm just going to do it for you. Dave Raspoli, you're finally, your dreams have come true. You're in the NFL. Dave, just tell the good people, you know, who do you want to thank on how all the hard work that you've done to get to this place? Well, I just want to thank everybody who got me to this place. And of course, I'm talking about my top five, Chipotle, White Claws, Extra Virgin Olive Oil, The Show Ozark, and Zip Up Hoodies. Oh, wow. Congratulations, Dave. (laughs) I think uh, think White Claws, was White Claws his college? I don't know. We're going to have to check on that. 
Dan, Dan Sanders, Joyce, uh, you're in the NFL lottery pick. Uh, what, what's going through your mind right now and who are the people and things that you want to are thinking about on this most special day? I got to thank Kachava, uh, which is a, um, the most nutrient dense, uh, meal on the planet, uh, that oh. you, can, that you can possibly have in shake form. Um, I, <laughs> I've got to thank my golden pothos plant for uh, keeping the oxygen in my apartment and keeping it circulating. I, uh, it's interesting you said olive oil, Dave, uh, because I need to think coconut oil keeps my skin nice and hydrated and smooth, especially for days like draft day. Uh, I need to thank sunglasses because the bright lights from all the paparazzi. Thank the future you. is bright, Dan. It's very That's bright. Right. That's right. And I need to thank uh, tank tops because- <laughs> Oh, yeah. Guns, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You literally rip off your suit and then it's just a tank top and you do yeah. that just, just because yeah, Dan. guns, baby. <laughs> yeah. God bless. Dan. That's great. You guys, you know, I'm just, I'm so happy to be in the NFL. You know, I just want to thank, uh, I want to thank peanut butter. Um, I want to thank uh, improv comedy mm -hmm. uh, without improv comedy. I would not be in the NFL right now. Yes, and <laughs> yeah, he said, those are my boys right there. Can I get a suggestion, please? Uh, I got to thank my dog, uh, Vito, uh, Zubas, and, uh, and of course, my sponsor, White Claws. Uh, where, have I, where would I be without you the last 13 months, I guess? Those are the five things that, that got Joey through the pandemic, for <laughs> sure. Cut, cut back to Kuiper. I really like the peanut butter pick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, gentlemen, this was our NFL pre-draft Chicago Bears style. We don't know what's going to happen. All we know is that we're going to be there on the edge of our seats. We're either going to be shocked, amazed, disappointed, sad. Who knows what's going to happen, but we know it's going to be fun. Dave Rispoli and Dan Sanders-Joyce, my resident guests, my great friends. Thank you so much for coming back on the pod, gentlemen. And we'll be texting on Thursday. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, both, they both just vomited as we speak. Today's episode of Believe in Betting Chicago with Joy Chrysopoulos was brought to you by betonline.ag. Make sure you hit BetOnline for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. This episode was also brought to you by Canaan Sunglasses and Just Live CBD. Make sure you check out those both wonderful products that are being supported with the Believe Podcast Network. Thank you so much for listening to this pod. We got more great stuff coming up this week, so make sure you check it out. Until then, be well, be safe. Please be good to each other. We will talk soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.